This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So let's start with the Sixers and the Pacers. We have Philly laying seven and a half at home. Total 232 and a half. If you look at the trends in this one, both these teams have been pretty solid at covering numbers this year. The Pacers 23 and 15 ATS and the Sixers 22 and 14 ATS overall but the Sixers have been a cash cow at home uh where they're 15 and 5 straight up and against the number but this is a pretty sizable spread and I will say the Pacers have been pretty solid at covering numbers six and one against the spread in their last seven games so Jenks do you think the Pacers are uh worthy of getting the points here I thought about that but man the, the Sixers are so good at home one of the best covering teams yeah. in the NBA against the number when they're playing in Philly. I think what I would do is I would look at the over if I'm just looking at trends here because the over is hit in a Pacers last 4, over is hit in 5 of the last 6 games for Philly. The over is hit in 6 of the last 8 meetings between these two teams and Indiana has won four straight but during that time their offense has really stepped it up a notch. They've really increased their production on offense so I would lean over 232 and a hook. Yeah, I think this is a tricky spread uh, when you're looking at seven mm-hmm. and a half. I think I would lean towards the Pacers just because it is quite a few points, even though I do think it's probably the Sixers that went outright. It seems to me like the Sixers are playing on a mission because Joel Embiid and the Sixers, they know that they have their hands full when it comes to the East and cementing themselves as, as one of the top teams in the East. And it looks like Philadelphia is finally healthy. They had some big-time injuries to start the season. James Harden missed a number of games. I believe Tyrese Maxey missed a number of games as well. So it looks like a Sixers team that's finally healthy and playing with some urgency. We've seen some huge games from Joel Embiid, but on the other side, uh, Tyrese Halliburton has been pretty amazing for the Pacers mm-hmm. as well. So uh, I think I would lean towards the Pacers, but not my favorite play. Jinx likes the over. Uh, Let's go to Cleveland, where the Cavs are going head-to-head with the Suns. Cavs laying four and a half at home, not seeing a total in this game. Jinx, one of the show plays, is usually playing the Cavs at home because they've been really good at home as well. Do you think this is the case when playing the Suns? It has to be, right? If you're going to play this game, I think you have to play the Cavs. It, it feels like it feels like a trap to me. This line seems short to me. And the Suns have lost three straight. They're totally lost without Devin Booker, as you know. And here's the thing. During this losing streak, like they're averaging 96.3 points per game. So their offense has just been absolutely non-existent. So this number looks really enticing. It seems way too short. I'd lay it with Cleveland. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, just because looking at Phoenix, it's not only have they had injuries – It's been the guys that are hurt are the guys that handle the basketball and they are really 
the starting point for the offense. And you've seen it. There has been no offensive flow for Phoenix. I know Chris Paul is back, but still, Devin Booker and uh, Cam Johnson, two of the, the bigger pieces of this Phoenix offense, and we've seen it. They have struggled to really score points. Like you said, coming off the game in which they only scored 83 points against the Knicks, it should not get easier against this Cleveland defense. That's one of the best in the league. So I do think that uh, Cleveland is the play, and you're right. It does look a little trappy because Cleveland has been so, so good at home this season. Even if you just play them on the money line, 17-4 and four straight up when playing in Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, next up, let's go to the Spurs and the Knicks. Knicks selling nine and a half, total 228 and a half. Speaking of defense, usually when the Knicks are winning, they're playing amazing defense, but this is a nine and a half point spread. Jinx, are you willing to lay it with the Knicks here? Oh, God. No, thank you. I think I will pass. I mean, San Antonio is so bad, but oh, God. It's in Madison Square Garden, and generally that's where the Knicks do their best work. They're a better home team against the number than they are on the road. San Antonio is completely untrustworthy. I just normally San Antonio is a great fade candidate, but it's difficult for me as it often is in the NBA. When you get to spreads like nine and a half double digits, you really better feel confident about your side. And the Knicks are one of those teams, at least recently, where they've had issues with injuries, and you never know quite who's going to play is rj barrett going to be in is jalen brunson going to be in matt just put in our chat nick's first half that's been a moneymaker yep. so that's probably the way i would go yeah uh nick's first half going back to the well i think that's been my play on every single Knicks mm -hmm. game and it continues to be profitable if you're playing it uh in the long haul because the next best covering team in the first half in all of basketball sitting at 27 and 11 against the spread if you bet on that every single game of the year you'd be up almost 15 units looking at the spurs they have not been profitable in the first half either uh just 17 and 19 ats so if you take that big number and you cut it in half i would imagine it's probably five and a half in the first half maybe that's the way to go for this next team uh that looks to be you know really in charge in this game especially when playing at home let's get it to the nets and the bulls we have brooklyn laying four and a half on the road total 235 and a half now quietly the Nets have been creeping up in the division standings when it comes to the East. Now I believe, what are they, just a half game back of the Celtics? Because the Celtics yeah. start off the season on an absolute tear. It didn't look like anybody was going to catch them. But, man, the Nets have been playing some good basketball. So, Jenks, I feel like you're on the Nets here. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Is this going to be a squad play? A little squad play I here? I think so. I think so. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to absolve myself of all responsibility if I miss this bet because Matt Pisani, one of our producers, as we know, huge Nets fan. Matt loves this pick. You can still get Nets minus four and a half at BetMGM. It's five across the board. Still at four and a half, just to minus 115 at BetMGM. So if I lose this bet, I'm just going to blame Matt. But yeah, it's going to be one of my best bets. You've got to keep riding this train. Nets are eight and two against the number in their last 10. Bulls are only nine and nine at home this season. 
This line seems way short to me. Also, Brooklyn 6-2 and two against the number in their last eight games in Chicago. So, yeah, that's minus 4.5. Grab it now. Yeah, bottom line, the Nets have won 10 straight games. So maybe the sabotage factor is just that eventually they're going to lose a game. But still, this is not a Nets team that I would want to get in front of. Because not only are they beating teams, they've beaten some good teams. Beat the Cavs, mm-hmm. beat the Bucks. And uh, I know last time out, it was the Spurs and the the Hornets, who are not good teams. But last year, the handicap going against the Bulls was they were not very good when playing the top teams in the NBA. Right now, the Nets looking like one of the top teams, especially in the East. So I think I would lean towards the Nets here. And it makes me a little nervous that uh, it's only four and a half and maybe five uh, by the time this show gets done. Uh, All right, let's uh, get to some college hoops. We have some top 25 action in the SEC. Number 13, Arkansas, going against number 20, Missouri. We've got the Razorbacks laying seven and a half. Jenks, are you braving the waters of college hoops today? I'm never doing that again. Had Mississippi State down 16 nothing to start the game. For the oh, love of God. God. I'm, not, I'm never doing that again. That was terrible. I think I would grab Missouri here. I mean, they're coming off wins against Kentucky and Illinois. Here's the sabotage factor. Arkansas, as you know, because you know college basketball more than I do, definitely one of the best defensive teams in the country. No question about that. But Missouri is 6-2 and two against the number. In their last eight, this is a Tigers team definitely playing good basketball. So I will grab the points and Missouri. Yeah, I think the stat to look at when playing Arkansas is, does your team take care of the basketball? Because Arkansas is one of those teams that's excellent at generating points off of turnovers. Like you said, they're very athletic, very good on the defensive end, and they can get a ton of points in transition. But looking at Missouri, they have been pretty solid at – Uh, turnover rate right now uh, 49th in the the nation in turnover percentage which is pretty solid so I think uh, when you're getting seven and a half points with Missouri I think that's probably the play even though Arkansas is one of those teams that still has the capability of running just about anybody out of the gym all right so a couple other uh, top 25 matchups we got number 17 TCU and number 19 Baylor we've got Baylor minus five and a half total 141 and a half Jenks, uh, do you have a play here? I like the over, and the total is pretty high, 141 and a half. But here's the thing. you got two teams that play at a really high pace and two great point guards, Mike Miles of TCU, Adam Flagler of Baylor. But also, when you look at this game in particular, Baylor is getting back LJ Cryer, their shooting guard, so I think that adds some points to the mix here. Baylor doesn't play great perimeter defense. I think because of that, TCU can generate some points as well. I like over 141 and a hook. Ooh, uh, I don't think I have a a play in this one. I was reading the write-up from Baylor, which I know is usually skewed towards Mm -hmm. Baylor, but they were talking about the domination that Baylor has had over TCU in recent history. And I think all eight of their past wins against TCU have come by double digits. So maybe it's a commanding win here at home, but I don't know. I think I would slightly lean towards TCU, even though I don't have a great reason for it. I don't know. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think this is the first time in school history where both of these teams have been ranked in the top 25 when facing each other. So I think this is going to be a good one. Jinx, is this a rivalry matchup? Um, Sort of, but not really. It's, it's a rivalry in that TCU and Baylor go way back to the Southwest Conference days and obviously in the Big 12. So they like to beat each other, 
But I wouldn't say having been around fans of these teams and being a Texas guy that TCU and Baylor just hate each other. Yeah, they like to beat up on one another, but I wouldn't necessarily say that it's an old school classic rivalry within the conference. Yeah, but I do expect it to be a good good game. Yes. You know, uh, whenever it's two teams in the top 25, that's normally the case. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.